Chapter 2. Guidance for your climb up the mountain and a safe return. There is a misconception about what constitutes financial advice. The term financial advisor has a different meaning and understanding to everyone. I have encountered investment salespeople in financial institutions with the title. I've seen insurance agents and investment advisors with the same title. The challenge for the public is that many of these professionals may be excellent at what they do. However, the consumer oftentimes thinks this is a plan, when it may really be a bucket of financial products. What I mean by bucket of products is that you might have a life insurance policy and home and auto insurance, and you might have a 401k, maybe an annuity, and you hopefully have your important legal documents in place, your will, living will, and other key documents. But are they coordinated? Has anyone ever looked at everything you have with the goal of making it all work together? That's what your coach advisor will do. Often, we see people accumulate financial products over time for specific needs. Those needs are valid, and the products are usually right for that need. Then, time passes, and the need that triggered the purchase of the product goes away. Yet, the product is still hanging around. You're still paying for it, and it's cluttering up your financial life. Your financial plan, like any plan, can and will change, making the current plan obsolete quickly. For example, in the event of a sudden death of a spouse, you may have access to funds almost immediately, such as an IRA in the deceased name. A broker may recommend you access these funds in order to have more to invest, without consideration of the penalties and taxes that could be avoided if you waited until a later age to withdraw. These kinds of moves can be incredibly costly. Just because you can does not mean that it is the wisest decision for either your accumulation or your distribution. The financial advice you receive needs to be coordinated and take in the whole picture. Broker versus Fiduciary There is a difference between a broker and a fiduciary when investing, and it is critical to know who your financial advisor is representing and what their obligations are. Understanding the conflicts of interest that can exist is important. Brokers should do what's in your best interest. They are often paid per transaction and by commission. They usually operate by BIC, or Best Interest Contracts, which means they are legally bound to explain why they recommended you take action in any way. Fiduciaries are held to a much higher standard. They're obligated to do what's in the client's best interest. They are required to be both objective and transparent. Imagine you decided to change your diet. A broker is more likely to behave in the following manner. If you go down to the butcher, he's going to tell you to eat meat. If you go down to the fish market, he'll tell you to eat more fish. If you go down to the produce stand, he'll tell you to eat only vegetables. A fiduciary, by contrast, is more like a nutritionist that will listen to your health concerns and goals and create a customized health plan just for you, with the right amount of meats, fish, and vegetables to help you thrive. Remember, we don't know what we don't know. If you grew up eating McDonald's every single week from the time you were two years old all the way to 18 and never tasted anything different, you may believe you were eating filet mignon. If you went off to college and your roommate's parents came into town and invited you to dinner at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse for a prime cut of filet mignon, you may say, no thank you, I know what that tastes like. You never even knew what you were missing. To live with a false sense of security, 
only to find out after it is too late that a life event could devastate your financial future would be terrible. We all want to have security and confidence in our planning, which requires a macro and holistic perspective. I am part of a group of advisors, which we refer to as holistic planners. These are planners who look at the whole picture. They are not micro planners, such as investment managers, asset gatherers, insurance agents, or asset protection planners. Holistic planners look and plan for the whole picture together, integrated and coordinated. We have a simple belief that you should not plan for tomorrow's cash flow until you plan and protect today's. So what does this mean in layman's terms? Planning has two periods of time. The first period or phase is the accumulation period. The second phase of planning is the distribution period. Many people have spent their careers focusing on accumulation and seldom encounter issues. This is because cash flow from working and earned income maintains our quality of life regardless of market returns. It is only when we are no longer working that there is no room for error. When COVID impacted the U.S. economy and people found their cash flow in jeopardy or stopped altogether, they experienced a liquidity challenge. This was the first time that the average American felt this firsthand. On individuals' investment statements, whether you own stocks or bonds, both assets went down at the same time. This is highly unusual since stocks and bonds are what we call non-correlated assets, meaning when one goes down, the other usually goes up. More on correlated versus non-correlated assets in Chapter 6. If it is so unusual for stocks and bonds to go down at the same time, why did it happen? Simple. The entire country experienced a liquidity crisis. What do you do when you have a liquidity crisis? You sell whatever assets you have to get cash. Lots of people all decided to sell both stocks and bonds all at the same time to get cash or to become liquid. With more sellers than buyers of both types of assets, their prices dropped dramatically. The federal government was able to step in during their liquidity crisis and pump more liquidity into the market with the CARES Act and stimulus packages. In the event of a personal liquidity crisis, meaning your cash flow has stopped, what is your source of liquidity? Have you planned for this particular scenario? The need to liquidate assets under pressure creates more sellers than buyers, which drives prices and values down. The combination of our current earnings and cash flow provides the safety net. Removing the safety net charges the game. The unlikely truth about coming down the mountain. It's like climbing a mountain. You have to go up, but you also have to safely come down. There are some interesting facts about people who have attempted to climb Mount Everest. The fact is that more people have died on the descent, coming down the mountain, than on the ascent. See footnote 8. Financial success is similar. While working, earned income provides cash flow and a level of stability and confidence. But it's when we stop that we have to manage our finances carefully so we don't outlive our money or cash flow. Plans of what I call hope, where everything has to go perfectly, often fail to hold up during retirement. 